0: Welcome, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Those Catholic Shrinks with Lisa and Regina. Today's podcast is another fact or fiction. Um, So we did this a couple of of podcasts ago where I'll read off some tidbits of psychology, some fun factoids, and one of them is fiction. The rest are fact, and you get to guess. It's like our little game show. Um, So I'm going to read are fun factoids and you have to guess which one is fiction all right so our first one is hosting a calorie chart in fast food restaurants leads people to choose less healthy foods (laughs) universities teach a lot of Freud except in the psychology department (laughs) and smiling can make you feel happier just in general if you smile you feel happier you know, just I by do smiling. Do. And our last one is: if you announce your goals to others, you are more likely to follow through on them. Mm. So before we get started on which one's fact and which one's fiction, tell me: what are you drinking today?
1: So today I am drinking a turmeric latte, and we're kind of offsite today. We're on a, on a special location. For our <laughs> and, you know, we talk about tea and what we're drinking all the time, so we figured we'd go
0: somewhere. Yeah, where, where are we anyway? We are on beautiful Park Avenue, well just off of Park Avenue, at the New General. Guys, okay, so this is a pretty cool place. It's very swanky.
1: I'm sure there's lots of background noise. You can hear like the cool music and yeah. the vibe. Yes. And, like It's just so simple and clean yes. in here. Minimalist. 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 They've got a Chimeric Latte. I mean, have you ever heard of that before?
0: (laughs) And it's really good. love it. Um, Yeah, I'm drinking just standard coffee, but they have them in these, like, adorable tin mugs. I feel like everything I do here is, like, Instagram-worthy. It's, like, just drinking straight coffee, but... Feel like I should have like a thousand followers just because of like the mug that the coffee is in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is an ideal place for like
0: that little bridge
1: between millennial and like Gen Z generation like whatever you Zennials, whatever yes. you call us. Like, I feel like this is, would be a very attractive place to yep. millennials
0: absolutely and it's like this is so like this is like super strong straight coffee yeah but you've also got like a turmeric latte yeah like the utensils are copper they've got kombucha it's awesome they've got kombucha they've got leather sandals from Greece for sale (laughs) (laughs) actually and you know you're talking about like slightly older millennials they have like Onesies really? that are like totally adorable. I haven't even read all of them. Like one of them says like Papa Bear on it. It's like Baby Bear and Papa Bear. And, like Papa Bears for Dad. It's like super cute.
1: <laughs> They've got gluten free items, vegan items, vegetarian. You name it, you come here, you're
0: gonna love it. Yeah. And so we're like snuggled into two armchairs right now. Um, yeah. because it's cold. Today's the first cold day of the year. It is. Yes. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Florida. Cheers to, to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was tin. Did you hear that? <laughs> so,
1: what We thought, what better way to have some fun, do some on-site podcasting for you all, and bring, bring the reality of our world to you a little bit more.
0: <laughs> so we figured we'd probably do a little bit more of a low-key podcast. That's why we're doing that, the Factor Fiction. Yeah. Um, so let's still then, let's, let's pick one of these. Okay, so one of our first Facts is the calorie chart one. Yeah, putting calorie charts in restaurants actually leads you to choose less healthy options. Mm. Isn't that funny? That is
1: so weird.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, because you would think that like that like our choices for like food are rational choices. But, like no, they're like they're starting to show like Panera. You. you look up there and it's Thank like oh here's all of your like calorie counts. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's, there's starting to show like people like don't care. It like, doesn't actually change the behavior at all. Isn't that so funny?
1: It's like you know what you want. It's like if, you're, if I'm going to Panera, I get the same thing every time. I'm gonna get it. Gonna, now I, now you just make me feel extra guilty for <laughs> for getting what I'm gonna get anyway. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, but and it's funny like when you look at like behavior economics. And any luxury provider knows this is um, something being more expensive actually makes us wanna buy it more. Mm. So when you're looking at the calorie charts, and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, so that, like, salad at Panera is, like, 300 calories. But that lemon poppy seed muffin, ooh, that's 500. <laughs> that means it's more luxurious. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to treat myself. And, like, we, okay, so when you go to a restaurant, are you usually full or are you hungry? Oh, hungry. Okay. And do you make better choices when you're full or when you're hungry? <laughs>
1: better choices when I'm full.
0: Yeah, so, like, you're already, like, primed to make... Right. Not good choices. So it's funny, like, everybody's like, oh, we're a healthy restaurant because we got our calorie counts up. Right. But in reality, like, nope, you end up buying, buying the poppy seed muffin rather than the salad because <laughs> you're hungry and the, that thing look, looks luxurious. It's true.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. I actually do have memories. Now, this is when I was doing, like, a special guy. like look at the calories at Tamara to see what would have with those calories because like that was my time to eat during the diet and I want to make sure I got as much nutrition as possible in my body because uh. before I did like a fasting So I basically <laughs> chose the most, what would be considered to be the most unhealthy thing. Yeah. Quote unquote. But
0: most calorie dense. It was the most
1: calorie dense to get me through.
0: Was so that the bear claw or like <laughs> one of the bagels? <laughs> no, it was like one of the
1: sandwiches. I got like the highest calorie sandwich you could get. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, I think is stand. either the Italian or one of those. I think it's the Italian. Yeah. So. They have their
0: Frontega chicken. Oh, that makes so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So, what's another one of our fictions? Um,
1: universities. Or, sorry, a fact. A fact. Yeah, another fact. Universities teach a lot of Freud except in the psychology department. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> it's just so counterintuitive because I was just
0: telling Lisa about this
1: earlier. Like, you know, I was traveling and ran into someone from another country, and so we just like sort of bonded over the fact that we were both in another country but not from that country. And and so we asked what we did for work, and she asked what I did, and you know, I said, oh, I'm a therapist for counseling, psychology, she's like, oh, so I'm sure you've read Freud's book. And I'm like, actually, I have it <laughs> And a part of me felt guilty, you know, that I almost should I have read this, you know, certainly we've read ex- excerpts from his yeah. writings and our training and everything, but not an actual full-on. Like the full entirety of his works, yeah, certainly not. No, he's written quite
0: a bit, um, and there's, uh, I
1: think there's a reason for that. It's just very interesting.
0: Yeah, well, and nobody really practices. It's um, called psychoanalysis. Nobody practices psychoanalysis anymore. Not nobody. There's like some clinicians that are very spe- like specialized in that, right? But they're few and far between.
1: And it's very different, I think, you know, Freud's ideas definitely paved the way and laid a foundation for the field of mental health and psychology, but as, you know, scientific research came, there were things that he proposed that were not really evidence-based or could be proved to be scientific, and so... That's part of the reason why in the psychology department he's yeah. not really discussed because the field has moved beyond his ideas. Yep. They've sort of evolved, in them, I would say. He's yeah, at the yeah. root of it, but yeah, they've evolved, and so we can't really practice what he taught because yeah. it's not completely no. considered to be helpful anymore.
0: Exactly, and it doesn't make sense in our yeah. modern society anymore either. Right. Um, and it's funny I was reading that um, the American Psychoanalytic Association so these are like the Freudians themselves yeah. have found that more Freud is taught in the liberal arts department <laughs> than in the actual psych department so in the psych department they really teach it as like you were saying like, a historical practice. right. but in like in like um, um, the English department they'll like use psychoanalysis on like characters in the books and like they'll teach learn. it from that perspective and it's like we don't, the psychologists are like, we don't use that. We don't do that.
1: And actually be careful. That might not be good to use. <laughs> that might actually hurt someone.
0: Um, so I don't know if you get this. Do you get people asking you all the time, are you psychoanalyzing me? Oh, yes. Like, all the time. It's like, well, A, I'm not working, so no. And B, nobody really practices psychoanalysis anymore, So. And yeah. C, if
1: I was, you know. We wouldn't be friends anymore, (laughs) no, just
0: kidding. (laughs) I certainly wouldn't tell you that's what I was doing, yeah.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, certainly there's a lot of his ideas, again, that he brought forth, you know, like the subconscious and... Ego and those, you know, those are still very broad concepts that are used. Yeah, these very important foundation, but there's so much that's been grown and built off of that. Yeah, it's, it's hard yeah. to be just purely Freudian. Yeah, uh, these days. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, fact, mm-hmm. we don't learn about Freud
0: too much in the psychology department. No, not at all. All right. What's another one of our fun facts? Okay. Smiling can make you feel happier. Yeah. That is a fact. Just by smiling, even if you're having a gloomy day, if you just smile, it actually activates different parts of your brain that convince you to be happier. Yeah.
1: It kind of makes me think of the power posing. Have you heard of that? No. So there's this new concept out there, this new trend, I guess, in (laughs) public speaking. Uh huh. Um, they call it the power pose so if you like stand really tall with your shoulders back your chest out like maybe even put your arms in like muscle like muscle man pose like put your arms out there like right before you go out on stage to give a presentation they call it the power pose so you're training your body to be confident instead of like cowering and nervous and oh my gosh I hope I don't mess up you do like these really open wide powerful sort of stances. Yeah. So that you appear more confident when you go out on stage. Huh. It's kind of similar. Like if you smile, it's a little bit of fake it till you make it, you smile, yeah. like it actually will make you happier. Yeah. And some people claim if you do these power poses you will have a more a better presentation. Huh.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't know like how much research supports that. Yeah, like it does with smiling, but yeah. it's an interesting concept. Well, because
0: they they had they did do um, an actual study for the smiling thing. Yeah, they're talking about like what you're saying this mind body connection. So like sometimes like when we're feeling a certain way, our body will reflect it. So when we're like you're saying when you're feeling nervous, like you close in on yourself, and you power down. Mm-hmm. Or when you're feeling confident, like you stand in a power pose. Mm-hmm. And could you reverse it? right if I stand in a power pose will I feel more confident exactly and so they did a study with it with the smiling where they, it's called the pencil test so what they would do is they would ask participants to look at some comics and one group of participants would hold a pencil in their mouth but they'd have to hold it with their teeth mm-hmm. And so if you try to do this if you're listening and you try this you'll see <laughs> if you try to hold the pencil of your teeth it automatically puts your mouth into kind of a smile position yeah. And then the other group of participants, they asked them to hold the pencil with their lips, mm. which automatically puts it into a frown position. And they asked them to rate the, um, how amused they were by the comics. Mm. And like pretty much overwhelmingly, the people who held the pencil with their teeth in the smile position found the comics funnier
1: wow. than the people who
0: held it with their lips. That's so interesting. interesting. And the only difference was just holding a pencil, so mm. they called it the pencil test. So my guess is if they were actually to do a study on the power pose, like one hundred percent I could see you feeling gray. right. Like it's actually coming out in the numbers. Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: And I feel like I saw that on
1: Shark an episode of Shark Tank, too, recently. (laughs) So You know, sometimes they show the people before they come out to Mm -hmm. give their little pitch. Like, they actually had some guys in the back doing power poses, and I don't think they knew they were on camera. (laughs) So they were doing power poses in the back before they went out. It's really funny.
0: I love that. (laughs) Well, and especially with something like public speaking, like, that's something that will make you so nervous. Uh, and so anything you can do to kind of prime the pump to yeah. like not feel so overwhelmed with nerves, right. like yeah, fake it till you make it. So there might actually be something behind that saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that leaves us with our fiction. Our one, one fiction. One fiction is if you announce your goals to others, you are more likely to follow through. And That is false. False. Yes. Can you
1: believe that? I know. I feel like somewhere along the way I picked that up was, you know, hearing mm-hmm. that like, oh, it will force you to follow through if you yeah. say this is what I'm going to do because you're held accountable now mm-hmm. to other people. But it's actually not
0: true. No, it's not. Um, so what they're finding is like you actually just by announcing the goal either verbally to somebody or on Facebook. I feel like a lot of people do this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you automatically get a sense of accomplishment just by making the announcement. Like, oh, look what I just did. I announced it. And so that feeling of accomplishment is very similar to the feeling of having actually completed the goal. And so what happens is your motivation goes down after you've made the announcement. Interesting. Um, and so one of the things you were just saying was like, then you're held accountable to other people. But as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I mean, I know some of my friends have made announcements about things, but I don't like follow up that's a good point. You know, like, I'm never like, hey, how's that, like, book that you're trying to get through by the end of this month going? Like, right. Sometimes I do, but not on a regular basis, you know? And I can't think of anybody who's tried to hold me accountable to a goal that I just kind of, like, <sighs> announce out to the world, you right. know? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a very interesting point, especially what you bring up about social media. Like, because that is, in a way, how we talk on social media, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm doing so excited about this new project, or you know, yeah, we're renovating our house, and you know, maybe you see a few pictures or something, but then you're right, that's it. I never, I never go back and write that person on social media and say, <laughs>
0: how's the house coming? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's
1: just, it's more like an announcement. That's what social media is. It's just a bunch of mini announcements <laughs> so and true. people read it and say, how wonderful. And, oh, good for them. And then that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I could definitely see how you would feel that sense of accomplishment, yeah. getting all those likes and affirmations, you know? Yeah, I didn't even
0: think about that too, though, like, because the studies have shown, like, our brains love that little red button that says that, like, dot. that's like, hey, you've got this many notifications, mm-hmm. and it's people liking your status. Even on Instagram, Andy was just talking to me about this the other day, they've actually changed their algorithm. So, say I post a picture, and every minute for an hour after that somebody likes it every minute for that hour I might not receive any notifications that somebody liked it because Instagram's um, algorithm will actually wait and give you bursts of likes because they found it makes you more likely to go back and look so what they'll do is okay so say I get 60 likes in an hour from this one picture Maybe half an hour in I'll get 30 all of a sudden rather than the one a minute that's been coming through. Interesting. My brain likes seeing the 30. Like Wow, 30. Awesome. I got 30. Versus like you keep getting steadily getting one. Yeah. It's, called, it's actually called the Intermittent Reinforcement Schedule. Interesting. And so they know that, that that makes us more likely to um, to continue to do a behavior Mm -hmm. checking instagram and so they give you the bursts of likes in an intermittent reinforcement schedule to get you on their platform more wow
1: which we already know Mm -hmm. through psychology that intermittent reinforcement is the number one way to have a behavior continue yep whether it's a positive behavior or negative Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's you know a lot of parents find that when they're trying to discipline is you know if you're not consistent with the discipline, your child's more likely to continue the negative behaviors yeah. because they get that intermittent message. Of, well, sometimes I get away with it, sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do. Yeah. Which time is it going to be? <laughs> so they're willing to wait it out. Yeah. Because it's worth that reward of that one time when you do get the thirty likes or you do get away with it. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of thought behind social media
0: oh yeah they like teams of scientists looking into like behavior and how our brains um, work like it's it's scary actually yeah and i'm still on instagram <laughs> <That's> scary, so. <laughs> so fun yeah yeah so next time you have a goal that you want studies actually show probably if you want to achieve that goal don't announce it to the world. Yeah, which is probably one of the best things to do is not to announce it to them. Now, I think you can tell like some key people, like, "Hey, I'm doing this. Can you hold me accountable to it?" Right. But that's very different, like you said, than putting it out on social media and like, I mean, I know they're doing it, but I didn't follow through. Right. Um, versus like me telling Andy and like one of my really good friends, like, "Hey, I'm gonna try to like run a marathon. Like, can you hold me accountable to that?" Right. You know, I'm gonna try to pray every morning. Andy will hold me accountable for that. Right. See, his its investment in holding the account to it. Exactly. And I don't get that like huge sense of like gratification. Like, oh, I just announced I'm gonna pray every morning. Right. Um and then the next morning I'm like I'm really tired. Nobody's checking up on me. Versus right. like Andy's gonna check up on me. You right.
1: Know? And asking you know that person into your life to journey with you. You know, that's different than just an announcement, you know, Yeah. on social media. Absolutely.
0: Exactly. Wow, so
1: did you guys guess the right one? Did you know which
0: one was fiction? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you did and you caught it, email us yes. at thosecatholicshrinks at gmail.com. Um, or if you have a fun psychology or mental health factoid that we don't know and you want included in one of our factor fictions, yeah. send it our way. Yeah,
1: and send us your questions. We're in the middle of collecting questions now. We'd love to do a Q&A episode. That would be awesome. So once we get enough questions, we'll be doing that. So yeah, whatever questions you want us to answer, email. Catholic isCatholicShrinks at (laughs)
0: gmail.com. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.